0: Sometimes breakfast with Jody and Mado doesn't all fit in between 6 and 9 each morning. So this is where we put the extra bits. All the bits you may have missed. Jody and
1: Mado, the podcast. Anytime you want them on Listener.
2: Hey, thank you for listening to the podcast. We really do appreciate it. Jody. we had a big week this week.
3: We did. We had lots of interviews, lots of giveaways and lots of laughs.
2: We did. This week you kicked it off talking about what happens when you have a coffee.
3: Because usually when I drink coffee, I it doesn't do anything to me. Mm-hmm. I just get the, the coffee shakes.
2: Okay, sure.
3: Which everyone hates the coffee shakes and that's all usually I get. But on Saturday, mm-hmm. I thought, you know what, I'm going to treat myself. Oh. So I had an iced caramel.
2: An iced caramel. An iced
3: caramel because we have a coffee machine. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Mr. Jody can only drink coffee if it's flavoured. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had an iced caramel um, and then I just, I had all this energy. So I cleaned the house like I dusted the house. I dusted. brought out Mr. Sheen. Oh. We had a lovely time dusting the house. <laughs> you
2: and Mr. Sheen danced around the house. <laughs> yeah, together. we
3: had a great time. The house smelled like Mr. Sheen. Okay, uh, which is perfect. And then I cleaned up uh, Mr. Jody's office. Ooh. And, That's dangerous. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, for my family members that are listening, uh, they they're probably going ooh because it's not the best. It's kind of our junk room. Yeah. Okay. As well, even his, though it's his office. His office.
2: <laughs> That's where you throw all your <laughs> junk. Yeah,
3: it's <Yeah. laughs> where I throw all my junk. So I cleaned out uh, his junk room, and then I found uh, some uh, little what do you call them frames, and I decided to paint.
2: Paint. <laughs>
3: paint. What's going on? Now one was metal, so I painted it. I uh, painted and stick. So then uh, there was two that were wood. I painted one; it didn't stick. So I got out the sander, the Ryobi sander. Oh my
2: goodness!
3: Sanded them
2: down. One coffee. <laughs> painted,
3: yeah. Painted them. Uh, let them dry. Painted them. Let them dry. And then I found some of my old uni textbooks. So I put them all up online on eBay. Made my own eBay okay. account. Put them all up online. There was about ten. Put them all up there, and wow. then because I made a huge mess, I had to re-clean the house. Oh my! So it took me about—I did it across five hours.
2: Off one cup of coffee. One
3: cup of coffee.
2: <laughs> Gosh, don't ever get into drugs. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> You'll be unstoppable. <laughs> I, I think I don't think it was the cup of coffee. I think we need to talk to Mr. Jody. I think you were nesting.
3: <laughs> I'm not nesting. I think so. I'm not nesting. Oh, mama bears,
2: come home! I'm
3: not nesting. nesting hey,
2: little pitter patters. <laughs>
1: Jody and Mather. Any time you want them on Listener.
2: Jode's dubbo loves its sport.
3: It does. Yes,
2: and uh, touch football is one of those sports that's uh, loved here. But also, we now host a massive event.
3: The 2024 New South Wales Junior Touch Carnival is back in Dubbo. Yeah, the second year that it's been in Dubbo. Look at us go. Yeah,
2: and we've secured it through the Dubbo Regional Council, secured it for the next three years.
3: That's great. Which is
2: significant because uh, it brings in about 7,000 people, seven or 10,000 people yeah. for the weekend.
3: Yeah, of course. And like, if you want to go anywhere, walk. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You're not going to get a park anyway. To,
2: gi- to give you an idea, this is, this is what gives me an idea of how big it is. Dubbo Regional Council has opened up the Dubbo showgrounds for carriving and motorhomes.
3: Wow. Caravans and motorhomes.
2: Uh, 220 bucks for three nights. I don't know what the rates are, uh, but that seems like it's a couple of bucks to me, just quietly. Um, But if they've had to do that in a town that... Accommodates people all the time. Yeah. There's a lot of people here. It's a big influx.
3: Matho, there's 202 teams.
2: That's insane. Which is... How many oranges will be cut? Yeah. Sacrificed.
3: I was just thinking. (laughs) Those oranges. (laughs) They're going to be
2: huge. I'd be hitting the farmer's market pretty early, you know what I mean?
3: Of course. And on Friday, uh, our roadies are going to be down. On the, uh, at the, at the, at Lady Cutler.
2: Yeah, I'm excited. We're going to be there for the weekend. And
3: then on Saturday, we're going to be there. So you it's and
2: going I. to be, it's going to be fun. Doing an outside broadcast from 9 till 12, actually, at. Uh, the touch event, which, uh, I'm really excited about. It's going to be a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, it's going to be heaps of fun. And just remember, there's going to be a few road closures happening. Mm-hmm. So from the 22nd of Feb until the 25th of Feb, from 5pm, um, you pretty much can't enter, uh, you know, Sandy Beach, uh, Bly Street to uh, Bolt Street to Macquarie Street. Like it's all going to be. Corned off. You're blocked off.
2: That's right.
3: And then uh, on the actual day on the 23rd to the 25th of Feb, uh, Tenway Street from uh, South Street to Macquarie Street um, it's and kind of into Brisbane Street and Cobra Street, all of that's blocked off. Mm. So kind of the, all the areas around Lady Cutler...
2: It's a no-go zone. It's a no-go. If you need some more info about those road closures, it's on the council website. Yes. Uh, So you can get there and and have a look and make sure that you uh, avoid it. But we went through this last year, so we should be pretty versed.
3: And Waterful. the council was really great last year with road closure and the signs. They're all up. You can see the signs mm. now. Uh, they've been up since last week of what the road closures are, what streets and the dates.
2: Yep, This could put a million bucks into the Dubbo economy. So just – I know it's frustrating, but just remember that. I mean, for the businesses – uh, just remember that it, it it is good for Dubbo. Yeah. It is very good
3: for Dubbo. Absolutely.
2: I don't know if it's a million bucks, but it's going to be a couple <laughs> it's of It's
3: close to.
2: I'm no economist.
3: Million dollars in oranges. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: right. The orange industry <laughs> is really celebrating this.
3: Yes. And don't forget, if you come down and see us on Friday and Saturday, we've got heaps of goodies and giveaways, including uh, lots of snacks, because you're going to need gonna be, the snacks.
2: Yeah, you're going to need that uh, Oranges carb. are
3: good, but... Yeah,
2: you're going to need carbs. <laughs> you're
3: going to need carbs. We've also got sunscreen, because... Gosh, it's going to be hot.
2: It's going to be warm, yeah. So
3: if you, you, know, you need your top up of your, your screen, we've, we've got, got a f- it there.
2: free sunscreen station, which is not easy to say.
3: No, it's not. Uh, we're also going to have a few games going, your chances to uh, win some little footballs.
2: Awesome.
3: Yeah, because what do you need at a football? A touch football competition, more footballs. more footballs. And we have some really good lip balms to give away, which uh, Chloe, the roadie mm. and I have been eyeing them off.
2: Okay. Got uh, win them before the ladies take them. Yes,
3: yeah, so you've got to get them in there before uh, we take them home.
2: Okay. Well, that's Saturday and Saturday, So come and see us and uh, we'll hook you up with all the goodies.
0: Jody and Mather. Weekday mornings from 6 on Dubbo's 93.5 Triple M.
2: This is the podcast edition. Jody, the artist pink, is huge in Australia.
3: Well, she's in Australia.
2: Yeah, at the time that we're doing this. Also, Tay-Tay's in Australia as well.
3: Yeah, she's irrelevant now. Pink. It's all about pink. (laughs) It's all about
2: pink. Well, it is for this bit. And we might have speculated what happened uh, when she got denied entry, for a moment, uh, to a club. Did you hear that pink couldn't get into a club?
3: Yeah. No ID. No go.
2: (laughs) That's right. Isn't that a compliment, though? Especially for a lady like, you don't look over 18, young lady. She's like, I'm pink.
3: I'm pink, like I'm a person.
2: But the, obviously some power-tripping door person. going, oh, it's against the rules. <laughs> Look how tough I am. <laughs> you know that's what happened.
3: But a club member let her in. A club member was like, yeah, boys, you yeah. know.
2: She's with me. She's with me. So she got... So she went to a, like a club, like a Rissol, like a RSL.
3: Yeah, not sure on the specifics, but it was a like a club type like vibe. You had,
2: to, yeah, you you had, had to, to sign in. You had to sign in. Yeah. Oh, well, at least uh, this way she could still participate in the meat raffle, but does she get a chance at the Joker draw?
3: No, that's draw. She's a no-go. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I'd just like to see Pink there just uh, having a press, just, <laughs> just with a singing the hang hanging around. <gasps> I <laughs>
3: think <laughs> it would be like the local double RSL. <laughs> <laughs> she took the courtesy bus home.
0: <laughs> Jodie and Mabo, weekday mornings from 6 on Dubbo's 93.5 Triple M. This is the podcast edition.
2: Jody in Australia, we've got to look out for the animals that want to get into our homes. The creepy crawlies. Yeah, and into our places of business. And recently in Dubbo, a uh, reptile got into the Dubbo base hospital. There
3: was a snake in the hospital. Oh. <gasps> No. Yes.
2: That's actually a bit scary.
3: It is scary. It was uh, in like a little fire hydrant box closet, <laughs> closet cupboard thing. thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and this thank God the snake catcher was there. Mm. But he's only wearing sandals.
2: Was oh, a bit off-putting, is it? Yeah. <laughs> People that are very, very comfortable with reptiles uh, or arachnids <laughs> make me very uncomfortable.
3: Well, I mean, he's in the right place. If something was to go, go south. Wrong? Yeah,
2: that's right. If you're getting bit by a snake, he is absolutely in the right place.
3: Yeah. But when I first started watching this video, I thought, what's a man just looking at in like a little cupboard? Oh, okay. And then you see the snake come flying out. Uh, and he's just, you know, walking after it. Yeah, okay. Wow. Just ca- He's super cash.
2: Like, obviously, did everything turn out okay?
3: Oh, yeah, he caught it.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Job all done. good.
3: Yeah, job done. Job done. On a Saturday night, I would not think... I mean, my thing is, who was the first person to see the snake?
2: And have they not got enough to deal with?
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: Turns out the snake was there for treatment. And do you know how hard it is for a snake to carry a Medicare card? No, arm. <laughs> Jody Jodie and Matho. the podcast. Jodie, we're both dog lovers. We are. Uh, but you're the only person that's ever come up with this idea. And I thought I was crazy about my dog. <laughs> and I thought they were human. You've taken this to a whole other level.
3: Makes sense.
2: Which football team would your dog go for if it was human?
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, we're watching the... Uh, the I think si- the
2: millennials have gotten into the lead paint chips. <laughs> I'm not too sure. But, yeah, go.
3: We're watching the Souths game, the charity match between the Souths and the Dragons. Yeah, there was a couple
2: of footy games on the week.
3: There was. So we're watching that. Uh, and uh, in our house, we um, I go for the Cronulla Sharks and Mr. Jody goes for the Tigers. Okay. So with his uh, sister and husband... Mm-hmm. And they go for the Souths and the Raiders. Gosh! So we all have this bickering match of which team Lenny would go for our border okay. collie, and I thought, you know what, <laughs> we're gonna chuck it in ChatGTP.
2: You put it in Chat. So I put it, Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. But uh, there's a little bit of context. Okay. So if uh, Lenny the border collie was a human, okay, he would sound and have the same personality as Jake Peralta
2: from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. The detective, Jake Peralta from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> yeah. He's played by Andy Samberg from SNL and The Lonely <laughs> Island. You think it's going to be him. Yeah. Okay.
3: But they're the same person.
2: <laughs> right. Fair enough. Righto. So you put this information into chat GPT.
3: Yeah. I said, which Australian NRL team would my border collie named Lenny, um, who has the voice of Jake Peralta, go for? <laughs>
2: okay.
3: Uh, so, ChatGTP <laughs> spat back out. Uh, determining which NRL team your border collie Lenny would support based on the, his voice being similar to Jake Peralta from Brooklyn Nine-Nine is quite a fun exercise in imagination. Mm-hmm. And I thought, absolutely. So, given that Jake Peralta's personality as a jokester and somewhat unpredictable character, Lenny might lean towards supporting a team with a similar vibe. In this case, the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs could be a good fit. They have a passionate fan base and have had their share of ups and downs, which could appeal to Lenny's adventurous spirit. Plus, their blue and white colours might complement Lenny's black and white fur.
2: This is what our technology is getting.
3: And I thought that's so good, so I read it out to Mr Jody and he goes, nah, a dog can't go for a dog team. So I thought
2: They're that would have been a similar. natural match.
3: That's what I thought too. I was like, no, it's similar. But Mr. Jody wants ChatGBT to spit out the West Tigers. because
2: you wanted it to be Dad's team. Yeah.
3: So then I said, give me another option, spat out Cronulla Sharks, nice. <laughs> which is the team that I go for. Nice. And he so,
2: went, no way.
3: Yeah, he said, no, give him another option, spat out St. George. And he said, no, nah, we're going with the Bulldogs then.
2: Oh, God. And call it a day. Rightio. So,
3: Lenny, the border collie now goes for the Canterbury Bankstown
2: Bulldogs. Okay. Yeah.
3: So, if you see him at any matches.
2: Yeah. Give me a shout out. (laughs)
3: Give me the border collie.
2: Should rename your dog (laughs) ChatGPT. Jody and Matho. The podcast. Jody, on the show, we're never afraid of uh, taking on all topics, even the serious ones, uh, like the Dubbo pool.
3: Yes, but you couldn't help yourself. And you had to make a joke
2: if you didn't know back in July 2023 the regional, Dubbo Regional Council decided to have Belgravia leisure managed dubbo pools uh, which includes Geary and, and Willow
3: yes
2: yeah so citing so cost savings and apparently it costs it saves us about50 350000 dollars over the, uh, maybe three years maybe or maybe a year I don't know we're going to talk with the mayor tomorrow yeah we'll ask, yeah, him, we'll all,
3: ask all, him and this that. isn't we're not their first rodeo as well.
2: No, that's right. They do other places.
3: Yeah, all across Australia. Yeah. So.
2: I don't think they actually do radios though. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Mainly just pool management. pools. Uh, uh, and I've seen it on Facebook, I think we all have, that uh, people were upset that the management, they hadn't had other enough staff, the things weren't open, the splash pad and the canteen.
3: Yeah, of course. And all that
2: type of stuff. Josh Black, Councillor Josh Black, uh, has raised concerns about that, about the privatizing of the management. And uh, due to those community concerns uh, and wants answers regarding the compliance and possibility of bringing management back in-house, that does, though, Jodes, have some complications. Yes,
3: yes because uh, our Mayor, Matthew Dickinson, has mentioned that breaking the five-year contract would cost approximately $5.6 million. Now, I don't know about you, Matho, mm-hmm. but I've got about 20 bucks in my bank account.
2: That's right. And uh, I don't want my rates to go up and uh, I don't want to be paying out of hand for this uh, for this pool. I went there yesterday, and I'll talk about that in a minute, but everything was open. Um, anyway, Belgravia responded and said, yeah, we're facing challenges, but you know we're back on track. And I, look, yesterday I thought they were. Um, the the uh, council, other people at the council have said, no, things have improved. The con- communication with Belgravia has improved and weekly meetings and all that type of stuff, which I guess, I don't know, maybe that was you know the teething part. Maybe it was growing pains. Yeah, of course. Of two people getting on with it. Uh, Richard Ivey has said in The Liberal that he criticised uh, Council Black's motion, stating undermines the council and their competency, uh, perception-wise. Which, you know, councils don't need any more perception that they're incompetent. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because, you know, sometimes perception is, uh, is all it is. So, yeah, I don't want my council looking like they can't do the right thing. It seems, on paper, it seems to be the right thing. I don't really know. But I went there yesterday, everything was open. Oh, well, that's all you need. One person, just one day, everything was open. I know there's been other days of frustrating. We might put it to the socials and, and ask people, you know, how they've found the pool. Yeah. Uh, there's only one thing I wanted to change at the pool, though. I I uh, don't like this uh, new fad of uh, these sort of G-stringy type um, bathers. Oh, gosh. Or swimmers. I don't, I don't understand them. I don't know why uh, people have them. I couldn't wait to get home and take it off. It was so <laughs> uncomfortable.
0: Jodie
2: and Matho. Anytime
1: you want them on Listener.
2: Jodie, I think we discovered that we both aren't huge fans of going grocery shopping.
3: It's gross for a reason.
2: That's exactly yeah. right. And I went recently, and this is how it went. Jodie, I went to a reasonably priced supermarket slash grocery store. Oh, okay. yes. The Should Swedish kind. We... Yeah, yes, that's <laughs> right. Um, <Aldi. laughs> and, uh And... And uh, me and Mrs. Matho went there physically. We usually order online. So you know something's gone wrong.
3: Well, yeah. yeah, We are
2: yeah. totally out of sync. So we went there angry. And instead of teaming up together, we were angry at each other.
3: Oh, um, never a good start.
2: It's not a good start, but I think we got it together by the time we uh, walked past the Bananas.
3: Okay, think, well
2: that's like, like okay. Well, shopping. There are so many people. There were so many people there, and it was just both of us, are, uh, we can't handle the people and the noise and everything. Yeah. And, but there, and there's rules at this supermarket too with how you walk up and down the aisle.
3: Oh yeah, yeah.
2: People break those rules all the time, and it's so good. Uh, yeah. So I push them in traffic. <laughs> um, no. I didn't.
3: Hit them in the back of the ankles with your trolley. <laughs>
2: Smack. Um, they knew. They knew what was happening. We got up to where the yoghurt is. Now, at the start, Mrs. Matho said, we're just going in to get the things that we need. That is it. That's all we are doing.
3: Sounds like Mr. Jody.
2: Yeah, budget-wise, right? Yeah. She said, we're on a tight budget, hence where we are. Uh, and I just want the things I want, and then we're going. I said, no problem. I'll hold you to that. She says, excellent. So anyway, five seconds in, uh, we're looking at things we never buy.
3: You just got to check out the specials. You go to a new shop. You got to check them all out. Yeah, so
2: I'm pushing the trolley because uh, I'm a trolley donkey. And then we get up to the end of the first aisle, and we've been there for four and a half days already. (laughs) Uh, We've had a shift change. Anyway, anyway, there's a whole bunch of people. So, so Mrs. Mathew is looking at the yogurt, and I'm at the back. uh, I'm at the other side. Yeah, yeah. So all the people can stream through.
3: Yeah, being polite. I
2: can keep an eye on them. Anyway, I needed to get her attention because she's taking too long. And I went, babe. And a guy turns around, looks at me, and I went, that's weird. Gave him a man head nod. Yeah. Like, no, his mate. It wasn't for you, by the way, champ. Carry on. And, uh, and then it waited a bit and st- she's still not listening to me. I babe, another guy. <laughs> turns, turns to me, i going, hang on, what world are you guys living in where a dude yells out, babe, and you turn around? Like, Am I missing out in on the something? Shops. In the shops. <laughs> yeah. I'm missing out. I it's a club. They just use her real name, which broke protocol. Um uh, Mrs. Matthew did not like that at all. And then I I so then she moved thought she was in on. trouble. Yeah, I moved her on and, and she said I got in trouble for that. I said, you want me to you wanted me to do that. Anyway, we got to the end. We spent so much money there, there is nothing left. <laughs> and I said, That's not the way it went. She goes, Yeah, you let me kind of just go wild. <laughs> I went, Okay, you let her we're cruise. on a budget. We're on a budget. She goes, Yeah, I know, but we went into the wrong store. Anyway, we went to the butchers afterwards.
3: Oh God! My
2: butcher that I like going to, G'day, Nath. Uh, and then I spent all the money I wanted to as well.
3: Oh, well, that's fine.
2: Then we realised we spent the most amount of money we ever have on groceries when we're trying to hold a budget. <laughs> that did not work out too well, it did always
3: it? always happens that way. It always <laughs>
2: happens that way. did not work, that, work, work out. But, um, yeah, I just I thought it was strange that I yelled out a couple of times a couple of dudes looked at me. I Maybe thought, you
3: just have a really feminine way that you say babe.
2: Oh, I've got to stop saying
0: babe. Jodie and Mather, weekday mornings from 6 on Dubbo's 93.5 Triple M.
2: This is the podcast edition. There comes a time in uh, a lot of men's life where they have to make a decision. Do I just shave it? Your hair. Yeah, that's right. What do you think? Ham? No. it's (laughs) it's hair. It's obviously hair uh, because I'm balding and I'd make no uh, mistake, but I find getting older a privilege. Uh, and losing my hair is just a part of life. But do I shave it off or do I not? Recently had to uh, confront that and here's how it went. I've got my haircut, Jo.
3: I know, you're looking stunning. Thank
2: you very much. Uh, it was going to be the haircut where I decided to shave my head.
3: Yay. Because
2: I'm affected by uh, male patterned uh, sectioners. um And uh, <laughs> in consultation with my wife and all my loved ones um, and the hairdresser, <laughs> we decided not to just go with what we were See, doing before. I reckon before. you
3: should have shaved it.
2: Yeah, but she me, She goes once you sh- you shave this, and it's just this huge ball back. Like because uh, I got this comb-over thing happening. Yeah, you do. Have but a I, I said, look, I just don't want to look like a desperate old man trying to hold on to his uh, to his youth because I never had youth. So I <laughs> sure. I was I was born a thirty-eight year old man.
3: Yeah, season. yeah.
2: Because I don't want the scenario that I that I saw once uh, when I was working years ago at a car yard. So
3: what was that?
2: <laughs> there was a guy that used to work there, real character, um, and he always had uh, slicked back hair. Right now he was he was he was Greek, right? And he just fit the stereotype, and he loved it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, little short guy, very very good salesman. Anyway, he was it uh, was always slicked back, and I never questioned it. His haircut. It was just the way it was. It suited him. And one day he was walking, but the wind was behind him. Oh, and it was pushing him no. And his hair lifted up like a spoiler on a Porsche. It, it just – it looked like it was trying to slow him down. Oh. And it was just this ball patch and this – And I thought, I don't – I don't want that.
3: But your hair's really thin. It probably look, would never do that.
2: It couldn't do it. It's never done it.
3: Because you've only got a few strands up there.
2: That's probably just cutting a bit harsh. I, you could <laughs> – you could.
3: Okay, a dozen I just, strands.
2: I tell you where the thickest hair is. It's in my eyebrows. Just, every time I have to go, I have to whisper to the to the to the lady, "Can you please do something about my eyebrows?" <laughs> and then and then instead of uh, shock, she, she goes, "I thought you'd never ask." <laughs>
1: Jody and Mather, anytime you want them on listener.
2: Jody, this week we added something to a list of things that you probably don't want to add to.
3: A new fear has been unlocked. Yesterday, uh, around lunchtime, I was cooking lunch for my partner because I'm the best partner in the whole entire oh, okay. world. Not yeah. a wife,
2: though. Not a wife. No, just a girlfriend. Just a girlfriend. Oh, okay, that's interesting.
3: Uh, but I'm the best that could ever be. Sure. And I saw in the corner next to our oven a little web.
2: Oh, as in spiderweb? Spider spiderweb, yeah. Okay.
3: So, of course, I sprayed it.
2: Does it have anything in it?
3: I, not that I saw of. I watched it for a really long time.
2: Just did like, it like
3: <laughs> too long. Okay,
2: then you sprayed it with. <laughs> so
3: I sprayed it. I told Mister Jody, "There's a web there. Just be careful. Don't go near that side of the oven in case his little spidey runs out, and I don't want your toes to get bitten. So just be careful." Uh- <laughs> He's
2: thinking to himself, "What the hell have I got into?" <laughs>
3: Went into mum mode, and then anyway, uh, moved, carried on with the rest of my day. And Mister Jody and I brought a lemon tree
2: lemon? A lemon tree. Okay, lovely. Yeah, so yeah. we
3: wanted to plant it in the afternoon. Well, he wanted to plant it and said, come out sit like and help me. Sit in the sun, help me do it. Just hang out with him. Hang out, yeah, yeah. basically. Keep while, him company.
2: While he's digging a hole.
3: Yeah, exactly. Um, and I stood out there for probably about five minutes. My legs started to hurt. <sighs> so I got a chair.
2: <laughs> That's right. It was a big day.
3: Big day, right? Um, and bringing the chair over, I flipped the pillow over and there was a red back on there. <sighs>
2: New fear unlocked.
3: New fear instantly unlocked. Like the web in the kitchen, the red back on the chair. Oh,
2: they're after you! So
3: I screamed like a little girl. Flicked it off, and he was
2: like, "Where did it go?" Flicked the spider. I
3: flicked the yeah. I got scared, and I flicked it.
2: What you touched the spider. No, 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 oh, you no, no. Just no, the chair. I just like flicked. Yeah. I flicked everything. Everything, everything flicked. flicked. Yeah, okay.
3: Um, so I don't know where the spider ended up. Somewhere near where he was working. You
2: had a big day, that spider, I can <laughs> yeah. tell you.
3: So I was like, Oh my god, be careful, there's a red back there. Okay. He starts stomping around thinking that he got it. My eyes immediately just go to this one area where I flicked it. Didn't look anywhere else for the next like twenty minutes. Okay. So then every single web around the house.
2: Oh no. I
3: just saw spiders. I just feel like they're on me. Feel like they're near me. They're <laughs> stalking me. We have a web out the front of our house that has been there for I don't know a couple of months.
2: You think it's dormant?
3: Yeah, I thought it was dormant yeah. and then we got that flood through and I was like, "Surely it's gone now." Yeah. So I took the can of uh, fly spray, okay. which is also spider Chemical spray, warfare. Yep.
0: yeah.
3: Um and sprayed every single spider web around our house, including this patch near our front door. No joke. 20 redbacks came out of there.
2: Oh, no. Yeah. For you, Jodes, no. Because <laughs> where there's one...
3: There's like a thousand.
2: Yeah, we, we see one, there's always two, and you yeah, saw a hundred. I so saw a hundred, so there's, there's like five, thousands. There's 5,000 redbacks. Oh, don't. Because
3: I feel like they're on me. Haven't shaved my legs in a little bit. So I feel like the, the hairs on my legs, yeah. are there, they're tingling around, and I feel like that they're constantly on my body. Oh, there's one right there.
1: Don't. Jodie and Mather. Anytime you want them on, listener.
0: And six to nine weekdays on Dubbo's 93.5 Triple M. Jodie,
2: what's trending is always cool, but this week was especially amazing.
3: Yeah, we're going to a self made stingray or a shark ray.
2: Oh gosh. This is always good fun, Jodes. Where's this story from?
3: This story is from North Carolina.
2: North Carolina. America. <laughs> We could do this for a while, but our <laughs> accents are bad. <laughs> What's happening in North Carolina, Jade?
3: Um, well, at one of the zoos there, uh, well, an aquarium, a zoo, aquarium, same thing, um, there is a, st- a stingray yeah. uh, that was in a-, a tank.
2: Oh, so it's an animal, not the car. Yeah,
3: yeah, the an animal. A stingray that was in a tank. Uh, there was three other sharks in there, a few fish. Yeah. Somehow this stingray, her name's Charlotte,
2: Okay, Charlotte the, Charlotte the stingray is a tank with other sharks.
3: Within other sharks, just sharks. Just sharks. So no other okay. stingrays. Oh, yeah. Only female stingray in this tank. Um, I don't know what the sharks were. They're kind of like lemon sharks, but they're not. Sure. Um, she got pregnant. Oh,
2: girl! She belongs to the streets.
3: Yeah. So they don't know how she got pregnant until she gives birth. So wow. there's two ways it could have happened. Uh, a rare process called parthenogenesis. Oh, okay. Yeah. Does, I know what, big words.
2: Do you know what it means? <laughs>
3: yes. It's when uh, the eggs develop uh, internally in it's the, a bit of the a... stingray and it makes a clone of the mother using oh, genetics. Oh,
2: wow. bit of a DIY job.
3: Yeah, a DIY. So it's either that or she mated with uh, one of the sharks. No
2: way. <gasps> that's, not po- that's not possible. It is, it?
3: It is possible because there's one other case in the world that happened in another zoo like uh, years ago.
2: There's a baby Stingray like a shark, shark ray. thing Yeah, around. A shark ray. That's, that's the start of like a really bad b grave horror film. Right? Like Shark Tornado. Yeah. Shark
3: Sharknado. Ray Tornado. Yeah.
2: Gosh, that's that, that's incredible. So when's it going to be born? Surely.
3: A Stingray's uh, pregnancy length.
2: Gestation period. Gestation. Yep.
3: Gestation period uh, is only like 90 days or something like oh, that. Oh, really? But she, she was supposed to give birth like late last week or early this week. Okay, and she still hasn't. Right, yeah. So they, they they don't know now when you she's sh- going to give birth, but once she does, there'll be DNA tests. They'll call out Jerry Springer. i will be a whole <laughs> bit. Yeah,
2: Murray, you are not the father. <laughs> yeah, be a whole bit. <laughs> Jody and Mather,
1: anytime you want them on listener,
0: and six to nine weekdays on Dubbo's ninety-three point five Triple
1: M.
2: Jody, I love the fact that we give away so many things on the show. We had. Wiggles experiences to give away, where you could meet the Wiggles. But I think we might be asking too much of people.
3: There are a few hoops that you do have to jump through to get this meet and greet.
2: Shelley, how's your uh, Wiggles skills?
4: I've been. I grew up with the Wiggles. My son was a Wiggles fan, and now I've got thousands of nieces and nephews that are wiggle fans.
2: Well, it sounds like. Wow. Uh, sounds like uh, you could be a winner here. I'm going to play the first part of the song, and then uh, see how you go with the second part.
3: Do the monkey,
2: That's alright. Do is it? Do the elephant?
5: It is.
2: Yep. Keep going. Do the elephant. Brew, <laughs> brew. <laughs> Absolutely perfect,
3: Shelley. That was great.
2: Well done. Shelley. You should be a Wiggle. Yeah, Shelley. Get your skivvy <laughs> on. <laughs> Shelley, well done. You uh, win the uh, pass to go and see uh, the Wiggles and I meet and greet.
4: Thank you very much. I'll take one of my nieces. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure they'll love
2: it. Yep, you'll be uh, the favourite Aunty forever to come.
4: <laughs> Thanks, guys. Jody and Mather.
1: Anytime you want, them on Listener.
0: And six to nine weekdays on Dubbo's 93.5 Triple M.
2: International Women's Day is coming up, Jody and a very special guest is coming to town.
3: Yelena Dokic is arriving to town in a couple of weeks and Anna from Arana Support Service has all the details for the event.
2: Today we're joined by Anna Pateman, Compliance Manager at OSS. Thankfully, is you've got is one of Australia's favourite daughters in the tennis world, and I think more broadly now, Jo, uh, Yelena Docky is coming to town. It's all because of you guys.
4: Yes, indeed. She's coming to give a keynote speech at our International Women's Day event, which is a dinner at the Rhino Lodge Saturday, the 9th of March. That's amazing that she's coming. Um, what's expected on the night there? So uh, we have guests arriving at 6pm and then we'll have dinner and following that, Elena will uh, deliver her keynote speech. Uh, she will take questions and answer and give answers, and uh, then hopefully we'll have some book signing afterwards. If anyone would like to purchase one of her two books,
2: I think she's going to move some units that night.
4: Yeah, I think so too. What's it
2: all? What's it all for? She's not coming just for dinner.
4: No, definitely not. This is an annual fundraiser that we have to support our women's refuge. Arana Support Service has managed the Dubbo Women's Refuge for almost 35 years. Uh, And uh, there are a range of women and children that have used that refuge uh, as a transition to getting a property. Uh, So it's for homeless women and women who have experienced domestic and family violence and their children. Uh, and we support them into a more substantial rental.
2: Uh, because I didn't. I didn't know until I, until I met people like yourself and get an idea of what the, uh, what the situation is. But to give us an idea, how many unique individuals would you see a year through the women's refuge that are homeless, that, that need a, new, you know, a permanent, more stable uh, place to live?
4: So at any one time there could be up to 21 women and children in the refuge and it's short-term accommodation. Some only stay uh, for two or three months and then we're able to help them find a rental property. But some need a lot longer to um, basically deal with their trauma and uh, get to a situation where they are comfortable to um, take on living uh, in a... A separate environment. Uh, we also have a problem with housing in Dubbo, and so the shortage in rental accommodation means that uh, some of our clients tend to have to stay for a longer term than they would normally have to.
2: Would you say over the time that you've been seeing it over the you know past maybe five years, things have gotten better or worse?
4: Oh, much worse. Uh, there's an increase in domestic and family violence. Uh, Dubbo Regional Council, LGA, is the ninth highest in the state. Wow. The ninth highest LGA for domestic uh, assaults.
2: Yelena Docky does have a very tormentuous past as well and uh, so she would very much be aware of the situation these women are in in the refuge.
4: Uh, You might have seen her on TV recently at the Australian Open and she conned another tennis player into signing a towel um, which she will use to raise money for domestic and family violence. Yeah. Wow, that's really great. What a good con. <laughs> yeah, no,
2: she, she seems like she'd be quite persuasive.
3: So if we want to buy some tickets, where can we go? Just go on to 123 ticks. Oh, yeah. it's very simple.
2: Done. Done. Very straightforward. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Anna Pateman uh, from uh, Arana Support Services. Very uh, delighted to have you in and we hope you do have a sellout. Thank you.
1: Jody and Mather.
2: Anytime you want them on listener. And
0: six
3: to nine weekdays
0: on Double's 93.5 Triple M.
2: Jody, this story about names, very intriguing for me. It does make me feel a bit old though. It
3: makes me feel old because my name Jody mm-hmm. is now considered like in the barbaras.
2: Oh, as in the dots. Yeah. And the Margarets. Yep. And the right. Betty's. Old names that are actually new names that are names of my friends are now being considered Old by the young people. Yeah,
3: and names of my friends as well, which I'm like, I'm not that old. It's brutal,
2: isn't it? Yeah. Kids are getting – we're getting older quicker in a strange way because the generations – are just getting so close together
3: this is true it's yeah really
2: weird. anyway uh, so yeah, so we've, we've found the old names now so if you've got one of these names, apparently it's an old name, like a Betty or a dot.
3: Yeah, well, a millennial mum posted uh, on her social media she was uh, she's a teacher in this is in America, but it, you know names Translates. are still <laughs> translated and, uh, uh, and she said that some of her uh, her students um, and her kids said that there are old people's names are their teachers. And her mum was like, what do you mean old people's names? And she was like, oh, well, like Miss Erica and Miss Samantha and Miss, Miss Ashley. What? What? <laughs> I'm like, What
2: about Where's Harriet?
3: <laughs> they're not... Uh, well, then they uh, consider young people names, which I consider these are old names. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's Charlotte, Olivia. Olivia's always number one in the girl names, for feel like, since I was born. Uh, Penelope... Is a young person's name? Isabella? What? Is a young person's name? No. These aren't young people names. Uh, I want to see the day when they do bring back like Margaret and Barbara.
2: Oh, not Margaret. That's the name of my mother-in-law. Don't bring her back. (laughs) They did once through a uh, seance and we've never (laughs) been able to get rid of her. Jodie
1: and Any anytime you want them on Listener.
2: Jodie, we love our guests on the show and uh, we haven't spoken to one that we've always enjoyed speaking to for quite some months.
3: Maroon from the Triple M NRL commentary team. How are you doing, Maroon?
5: Oh, I'm fantastic, Jody. morning to you too, Matho. Now, before you ask, because I know you're going to ask, no, I'm not going to Vegas. No, I can't get tickets to Taylor Swift. So, <laughs> no, I can't get tickets to Taylor Swift, and no, I'm not going to Vegas. All
2: it right, Maroon's been great that's, talking yeah, to you. That's yeah. That's the end of our interview. Uh, thanks. <laughs> I can't believe you're not, you're not going to Vegas, mate. But uh, tell us, what do you think about what do you think about this uh, initiative about doing a game overseas, especially somewhere like Las Vegas?
5: Oh, uh, well, look, we'll wait and see, you know. I mean, at least the NRL's made a um, a long-term commitment to it. So, you know, as uh, PVL, as the powers that be, so, look, if we can just uh, attract a little bit of attention over there, it will be very profitable for the NRL. And, you know, look, they haven't gone about it half-hearted. It's going to be in Vegas. It's going to be at the, at the same stadium as where the Super Bowl was. Now, my only issue... Um, some might say it's a small issue. I don't know if it is, but I'm finding out in the last week, guys, that the dimensions of the football field aren't the same. So the football field is significantly shorter and significantly narrower, which I think, yeah, look, I think that's going to make be a whole new can of worms to a, a modern-day NRL side who train and train and train to the certain dimensions of a field. You want to kick a 40-20, you want to kick one downtown, all of a sudden, the field is shorter and narrower. So, look, we'll see how that plays out. But certainly, uh, I, I think that's going to have an effect. And I suppose we need to put that to one side. Uh, everything else is perfectly in order. I know that my guys, the Rabbitohs, have already left. So it's a big preparation. You know, the game's still a while away, and it's a big preparation, a couple of big games. Uh, I, look, I know I live in a part of Sydney that is... Obviously, the O uh, territory. I live in a suburb called Little Bay. And look, every second person here is going. So there's going to be a lot of Aussies traveling over wow. there. A wow. lot of NRL people going. But yeah, look, it's going to be a magnificent way to start the season.
2: Uh, Maroon, yeah. what, about, uh, what about season 2024, mate? Um, <laughs> any, anything of note that you see rolling out this year that uh, has sparked your interest?
5: Well, I think the big improvers are going to be the Bulldogs because I think um Viliami uh, um, Kickau doesn't get injured, doesn't miss three-quarters of the season for the Bulldogs. Burton has a better year. Marnie has a better year. Crichton joins them. All the players they've bought are from real good cultures. So I don't think they're going to make the eight, but I tell you what, I think they're going to win another... Five or six games, and probably finish somewhere around tenth. So I think they're going to be the big movers, but I still think, I still think the the team to beat are uh, Penrith. I think um, as long as uh, Cleary stays fit, Luai's last year with the Panthers. They've still got Yo, haven't they? And they've still got Moses Leota, and Fisher Harris. So I honestly believe we're going to see the Panthers make it five grand finals in a row for four premierships. Wow,
3: that's a big call.
5: I think the Warriors will go backwards a bit. I hate to say that. I don't think the Tigers or the Dragons will be any better. I think Parramatta will be a lot better, but the team to beat the Panthers. Look, there really is only one or two teams that can win the premiership, in my view. I say the Panthers and the Broncos. Now, the issue with the Broncos, you need to have a fit Adam Reynolds. Now, as I have said before, putting in as I'm a car lover, as you know, Matho, mm-hmm. I put it in car terms. Put it in car terms. They're like your HQ Monaro 350 Coupe. He's like your he's like your Monaro, Adam Reynolds. You only bring him out every other Sunday. You polish him up. You bring him out. You put him back in Cotton Wool. So if they can do that, if they can manage Adam's playing time properly, the other team to beat will be the Broncos.
2: Well, Maroon, thank you so much for joining us today, mate. Uh, you're a font of information. We really appreciate it. We'll catch up very soon.
5: And just for anyone who didn't hear, no, I'm not going to Vegas.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there he is, Maroon, not going to Vegas, mate. We'll catch up in a couple of weeks.
5: Glory, glory. Jody and Matho.
2: Anytime you want them on Listener. Jody, this week 10,000 people rolled into town for the Touch of Footy Carnival.
3: But Matho, that's not the only thing that rolled into town.
2: Jody, we had 10,000 people uh, drop into town overnight. Last night for the uh, Touch Carnival. But we also had some visitors we didn't particularly want.
3: Yeah, probably 10,000 tonnes of, uh, it's called Kero Grass.
2: It's basically Dubbo Tumbleweed.
3: Yeah, it is. Uh, also short for kerosene grass because God. in large uh, qu- quantities of it, it just...
2: Poof, poof, goes up uh, very quickly in flames. It's Very, very scary, dangerous yeah, fuel.
3: huge fire hazard. Um, and there was a stack of it. At our airport, at the exit.
2: Yeah, and not a funny amount, like a very large amount. You couldn't walk through No, it.
3: like halfway up the doors. And
2: it's horrid stuff. It, it accumulates at the front of my doorstep.
3: Sometimes. Oh, really?
2: I get a couple, not like at the airport. Uh, very hard to get rid of, like when my mother-in-law turns up to the front doorstep. Very hard just to sort of <laughs> sh- shoo away. It's stuck to and your shoe. And very prickly too, just like her. Um, but so much at the airport but I don't know what's happened to it did did, did they sweep it away did they Well
3: how do you get rid coerce? of it? That's my know. thing. Where does it go? Yeah, where does it come? where does it actually come from?
2: That's right. I think people are just releasing it from their house. <laughs> it's not like <local> grass. <laughs> just...
3: Be free. <laughs> Be free.
2: <laughs> Cuz it looks like it doesn't like it's already dry by the time you see it. Surely yeah, it just decomposes. It just really dries out and just dies. Yeah. I don't know. It looks like stuff that lasts forever. Maybe it's the same tumbleweed like from a thousand years ago.
3: Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Probably
2: uh, not. We're not scientists.
3: <laughs> there was also, there's been other cases of it, uh, which happened yesterday. Yesterday must have just been a day for them. They're yeah. just having a field day
2: out. Well, it's been warm.
3: Yeah, that's true. Um, and it blocked a road. Like, oh. like a full road was blocked due to this. That's you couldn't drive rough. through it.
2: I wouldn't. I wouldn't drive through it because it would end up in your engine bay and it would catch fire.
3: Oh, I would drive through it. I didn't know that. Oh, don't
2: do that. Jodes. Oh, I definitely wouldn't drive through it now. Jones, <laughs> I think you need a carer in the car.
0: Jody and Mather, weekday mornings from six on Dubbo's ninety-three point five Triple M.
2: This is the podcast edition. So, this week Pearl Jam's uh, tickets went on sale for their twenty twenty-four tour in Australia, but you took that opportunity to tease me about getting old. I'm sorry. Best hair from the 90s. Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam. Gosh, I wanted to have long locks like he did. Could never do it. Ever.
3: Yeah.
2: No luck now. No. Oh, no luck now. <laughs> Even Eddie's got a receding hairline. Huh? <laughs> it's all dad rock. It's awesome. Uh, their, their latest song is uh, called Dark Matter Absolute Dad Rock. Here it is. It just grows on you. They're just such good songwriters and uh, I'm actually headbanging, which is a bad thing because I've got arthritis in my neck. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so all dads out there, just relax. If it's, if it's on fire, you know, the song is just fire, just calm down and uh, take your old tyrant.
3: Maybe that's how you lost your hair. Shush. <laughs> all
1: right? Stop going on
2: about that I'm really J- sensitive about it. Jody and Mather.
1: Anytime you want them on Listener.
2: Jody, this week you persisted with your soup.
3: I love a good soup.
2: I know you do, but it's really not a meal. Uh, and you proved it, that it's not a meal <laughs> Because of what you did After spending all that time making soup from scratch Jody. you've been on a soup making rampage
3: I just love soup Really? That's all, yeah Well, I made I made a new soup yesterday
2: Sure
3: uh, I boiled chicken What? For it
2: Did you just use chicken stock?
3: Well, yeah, I put chicken stock in it And then I boiled some chicken Because I wanted to like bulk very, it up It's very chickeny Well, yeah, because I need it to be like Chunky <laughs> Chunky soup. Like chunky soup. Could, Otherwise, it's just tea. It is
2: just Which we've had this, we had this
3: conversation, yeah, yeah a couple Let's weeks ago. We're mile. not going around the tea, meal. soup, chunky meal. Right.
2: So you need you need the bowl to be able to turn upside down without the soup falling out uh, for you to ha- have it as soup. I get it. Yeah. That's cool.
3: So, And I made it from scratch. Lovely. Uh, I made everything from scratch. Made the, I didn't make the stock from scratch. Who am I kidding? Who I I used some stock cubes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Like a normal
3: person. <laughs> a normal person. I'm not a crazy person. I'm not a chef, um, and I hate cooking, which yeah. is the other one. So it took me about two hours to make this soup.
2: Okay, that's all right.
3: Yeah, yeah. I like. Um, it. Put some rice in it. You know, made it all beautiful. Mr. Jody was away for the night.
2: Oh, okay. Radio. So is this is comfort food.
3: Yeah. So it was comfort food. Um, so I went onto Menu Log and ordered some KFC. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jody and Matho. anytime you want them on Listener. Well, we had a great week.
3: A big week.
2: It was huge, and uh, we just thank everyone for supporting us and listening to us and listening to this podcast as well. If you made it this far, well done. You get a kiss from Jody. <laughs> Jody and Matho. anytime you
1: want them on Listener.
0: And six to nine weekdays on Dubbo's 93.5 Triple M.